Welcome to Absolute Destiny, a podcast. I'm Autumn. I'm Chesney. And I'm Carly. I've returned. Carly is back, everybody. <laughs> um, which, of course, means that this is an Anami episode. Uh, this episode today is the Cowbell of Happiness. It is one of the true classics of this series. Uh, so, yeah, we, of course, had to bring Carly back for uh, another another appearance on the show. <laughs> Welcome back. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so like now we need an update. Like, how are you doing in pinball league? Since you had to duck out on us last time. Ah, uh, yes. So pinball league is over. Um, it was over last week. I scored really high and in the like meet prior to the playoffs, and then I completely bombed the playoffs. So, thankfully, there's another league starting up in a couple of weeks. But I, I kind of have my tail tucked between my legs because I was doing well and then I was not. <laughs> okay, but like you made it to the playoffs. Like you were the top in your division. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, and then, yeah. I, and so then like I you're not it. bad. <laughs> you're actually very good at this, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I think that the performance anxiety is definitely a factor. Like I can play a lot better when I'm not playing against somebody. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So also, that's. Huh. Can we can we just acknowledge that this is your pinball Hime redemption arc right now? It absolutely is. <laughs> okay, so I for the listener this. who doesn't get that, um, in our group chat, we have decided that uh, Carly is getting a sports anime of her own called Pinball Hime. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if, if like there's anyone who is accepting pitches for new animes from Americans, uh, hit me up. I have like the greatest idea for you. This needs to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, pin pinball Hime will return in a few weeks time. Yes, there will be more updates. <laughs> My God. Okay, so the episode though. Yes. Yes. Chesney, like okay, so Carly and I have seen this before, Chesney. Uh-huh. Were you even ready for that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was wondering how much you knew about this before we started, because I had to continually remind myself as we were watching that you have never seen this before. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, no, I was not prepared in any way, shape, or form. All I knew, all I knew was this was the cowbell episode, and that was it. Like, just the words, the cowbell episode. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now that you have experienced it, how, how are you doing? How are you doing there, friend? <laughs> Still kind of reeling from it, which is just the <laughs> effect that these Nanami episodes have on a person watching them for the first time. Like, <laughs> they are just... definitely the show at its most surreal. Yes, and it's most chaotic. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I just was not prepared. I uh, have like had pages and pages of notes on this episode. Like so much happens so quickly. Uh, like it's easy to think of the Nami episodes as being like filler episodes because they're kind of like bottle episodes in that it all just kind of happens without touching the overall plot of the series. 
But at the same time, they are jam-packed full of stuff happening, and it is all funny. I will say, this felt like, this put me back in the first arc, as far as a mindset and everything goes. It felt so far removed from the Black Rose stuff. Yeah, I could see that. Like, we don't even see uh, Mikage or um, Mamiya at all in this episode. We don't see Mm. Akio. We don't see any of the villains of this plot or this arc. No. And in fact, we see more characters from the first arc that I had completely forgotten about, like Suwabuki and the triplets. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, it's those guys. Uh, It's both sets of triplets because we also see Keiko, Aiko, and Yuko. Oh, correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I... I... (laughs) I feel the opposite. I didn't know what to take notes about. Uh, <laughs> so I was just kind of like jot- jotting down notes every once in a while of just like what the fuck was going on. Uh, although I will say, I think I might have seen some things that were different in the retelling of Utena's story in the beginning. I mean, I don't think anything was different, but I'm curious what you noticed this time that makes you say that. Maybe it's just me, like, paying more intentional attention to the intro um, or to the opening scene. But with the what I call the princess opening, there were two scenes that were not like just shadow figures or silhouettes. It was actually Utena and her prince. And it was the scene where he kisses away her tears. And then the scene where he puts on the ring on her finger. I think the ring on the finger was the same. And probably the tears away was the same too. But I just, since you said something about like, oh, this gets different over time. I was like, was this different? Or am I just paying attention? (laughs) Uh, I think it's just the the latter. Because... Um, we have actually talked on the show before about the way that like those two shots are the only ones in the entire like fairy tale sequence that got it. Um, it shows the faces, which was important, especially a few episodes back when we finally saw the prince for the first time, and like okay. we can see that like the prince sitting on that orb is the same one as the one in the cemetery. And is subtly different from Akio. Yes. Like the hair is different. The face structure is just slightly different. Um, But Akio is still like way closer in appearance to the prince than say Toga. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like Toga is nothing like the prince. (laughs) Yeah, no. So that entire first episode, first arc fake out uh has been resolved at this point um Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah so carly to like catch you up we're on the black rose saga at this point um we've been introduced to akio all that Mm -hmm. stuff okay yeah i'm realizing it's been such a long time since i've seen this show that the order of things has sort of left my mind i do remember that this is like the last episode that has some levity before shit starts hitting the fan. I do remember that. Oh, shit already hit the fan like two episodes oh. ago. <laughs> oh, all right. 
Um, but there is going to be one more Nanami episode that is like a standout one, and that's the egg episode, which I'm not going <laughs> to say any more than that. <laughs> so we've got the curry, the cowbell, and the egg. Yes. There's right. actually more. There, there's more than just those. Um, the recap episode for this plot arc is also technically like a Nanami episode. Sort of. Uh, it kind of blurs the line a little bit. But like... So for the listeners right now, uh, of course, as we're recording this, uh, this might be like ancient history by the time you're listening to this. But like <laughs> while we're recording this, the meme right now is the orb <laughs> pondering the orb. <laughs> and so yes. there's a there's a brilliant meme going around of Nanami pondering her egg. <laughs> and I am laughing way too much at this, and Chesney has no concept of what this is referring to. <laughs> nope, none at all. <laughs> so, like, this is going to be like ancient internet history when some of you finally listen to this episode, and I get that. But at one time in 2021, there was an orb meme, and that, <laughs> that happened, and that was when we were recording this episode. <laughs> Anyhow, that has nothing to do with this episode. <laughs> However, this this episode definitely hits different in 2021, though. I gotta say, I've never related to Nanami more in my entire life. <laughs> How so? Like, I'm I'm super curious what you mean by that. I mean, like, I I, I have this fantasy that at some point in this episode, you're gonna edit in some of that song by Doja Cat that just is like, "Bitch, I'm a cow," over and over. <laughs> <laughs> like I really want that to happen. <laughs> but no, like I I would be perfectly happy just like going out to a field and living the rest of my days and having people leave me alone. That would be great. <laughs> in fact, I, I was having some transference in this episode because when Utena and Anthe and Swabuki show up to like rescue her, I'm like, no, just let just let her live her life. Please. <laughs> I mean, they do say at one point in the episode, like, she is like the most calm and at peace she has ever been. Right? Why well, take this away from her? I, like, that is definitely the difference between like teenagers and proper adults. Where like, we're like, no, honey, just just leave her be. Just leave her be. That's right. <laughs> let, let her have her food and her naps and just <laughs> let her be a sweet, adorable cow. <laughs> Maybe that's one of the gifts is, of adulthood is that you don't feel like you have to be as involved in other people's lives anymore. It's like, just do you. Just yeah. do you. <laughs> it's like that meme where you know you're an adult when you start agreeing with the dads in Disney movies. Um, oh, yeah. except, for the, except for this, it's, you know, you're an adult when you start thinking that Nanami as a cow is just ideal. <laughs> Pretty much. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> All right. So this is going to take forever. We haven't even like started <laughs> talking about the episode itself yet. Um, <laughs> nah, we'll be fine. <laughs> Remember I earlier when this. I was like, oh, you, we can't go on for three hours, right? <laughs> you guys, I have to edit this. Please have yeah. sympathy for future <laughs> autumn. <laughs> <laughs> 
so um so the episode starts and it is like we get a uh, prelapse sound with what sounds like like a radio show or a tv show we find out it's a tv show playing on one of those like portable tvs from the 80s that anthony just has in their dorm room like i have a long seen... boy yeah i haven't <laughs> seen one of these things since i was like 10 yeah <laughs> um but she's listening to or she's watching this show which is like one of those advertisements that like i don't know if they even still have them like super late at night way past when like regular programming was done on all the channels like nowadays there's enough media content to just play shit 24 hours a day on any channel but like back in the 90s that wasn't necessarily the case and so uh like it wasn't streaming you would just turn on the tv and whatever was playing was what you had to watch um, you couldn't just like pick what you wanted. Netflix didn't exist yet. None of that stuff existed. And so past like the 2 a.m. mark, it would switch over from regular programming to just TV ads. And they would be selling the craziest shit. Um, like the last hurrah of this age of advertising is like the Snuggie or the ShamWow. Like if, <laughs> yeah. If, if you for those things like that was or like oxyclean yep um, i was just about to say oxyclean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so don't like, get me started about oxyclean <laughs> carly has strong feelings about oxyclean i found I that out i found that out trying to get blood out of sheets which is <laughs> not what you think it is it was actually a murder um <laughs> no so yeah so like back in the day like 2 a.m. all you had to watch were these infomercials and Anthea is apparently watching one of these which means it's like 2 in the morning and uh, Utena's asleep and Anthea is just like up eating chips and we've all had those nights uh, and they're advertising a pendant by uh, Sebastian Dior and they're like gawking over this thing. It's brilliant. It nails the tone of those 2 a.m. infomercials perfectly. <laughs> so Anthony decides she's going to order one. We don't necessarily like see that happen, but like she is enthralled by this thing. Yeah. And then from there, it just cuts to a like a banquet or a party of some kind at the Kiryu estate. Yeah, I wrote a gala because yeah. like that's just that's just the kind of shit that the Kiryu's do is like they throw fancy ass parties. So I guess this is just a few days later because, uh, <laughs> because of what arrives later in the party. But uh, oh, a few days like you're thinking like the, like Amazon exists at this point. No, this is at <laughs> least like two weeks later. <laughs> Um, it, it right, you, can, you cannot prepare for a gala like this in three days, Chesney. <laughs> well, no, she I'm probably had like, it in the works. You couldn't, you couldn't get stuff shipped in less than two weeks back in the 90s. Right. Like, Amazon with the two-day shipping thing, like, that was a revolution. And, like, they own the world because they figured that out. Like, back in the day, it was, like, ten days to two weeks. 
I'm really showing my age on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's fine. We all are. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow. Yeah. um, Like, it's this big gala. But it isn't just any gala. It's specifically so Nanami can show off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, it is literally just her showing off. That is it. (laughs) Which, by the way, so when they do her dress reveal at this party and she has that god awful top piece which at first i thought was a shawl that she was going to take off to reveal the rest of the dress and no it's just the top of the dress it is ugly you didn't like that no oh oh, no okay i'm gonna pretend that i did not hear you say that because nanami i have it written down here is a fashion icon (laughs) Fight. That's a great fight, outfit. Fight. Fight. <laughs> no. This is the end of our friendship. And the end of a decade of friendship is over the Nami's top right now. <laughs> the top of that dress was atrocious. And I was no, it was not. <laughs> it was two different period pieces. Ew. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the dress is definitely. It is definitely like late nineties and the suit coat is serving like 1985. That's a great yeah. way not to pick a side autumn. Thanks a lot. <laughs> autumn just wants to see the fight. I do. I am just here for the fight. <laughs> no, but I will say Mickey and jury look great. They look great at this. That, yeah, no, they, I will agree with you on that. They do. Yeah, and like she talks about like how much she's the best, and we get a brilliant Nanami Ojo-sama laugh. Yes, I guess. Like I want that. I want that specific laugh like on a soundboard, so I can just like play it whenever I want. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get like one of those uh, soundboards for for Twitch, and just like put the Nanami laugh on there. Amazing. Yeah, I was just <laughs> thinking that. I fully support you. Wow. So we find out, like like what Carly said, this entire party is just like this long, complicated plot of Nanami's to reveal her new thing that she bought for herself, which is <laughs> um, like this special pendant. And sh- it shows us this pendant, but it's nothing special. Like, it's okay. It's decent. It- it's passable. Yeah, it's no statement piece, for sure. The real statement piece is what Jury walks in sporting, which is like, it's a necklace that looks like a crown upside down. Like, it is just gold everywhere, and it is sparkling. Nanami reacts to seeing this by going, like, Gallagher sledgehammer on her pendant. (laughs) Yeah. She starts using it to make mochi in the background. <laughs> yeah, because she sees like Mickey fawning over Jury instead. And she's like, well, I can't be one-upped by Jury. Um, and she realizes like her her pendant will not do that. She had this whole big party and the, st- the show is about to get stolen by Jury, which it should be. Uh, <laughs> and just at that moment, a fancy box arrives. I, I want to say it's like Keiko who brings it in. Somebody brings her a fancy box. And 
there's like this golden cow on the front of it. Like the logo is like a golden cow, which should really be a warning sign. But everyone else is like, oh, that's Sebastian Dior. And in fact, it is not. <laughs> Nanami is so shaken up by Jury outdoing her that she doesn't even notice. <laughs> yeah. No. And she doesn't care. At this moment, yeah, she yeah. does not care. She's like, you know what? Whatever is in this box, I am going to put it on and I am going to sell it. Because I am <laughs> Nanami and this is my Yeah, because I am Nanami and this is my party and fuck all of you. <laughs> and it is it is so brilliant. Like this is one of those moments that like as selfish and self-aggrandizing as it is, I love Nanami for this. Like she has a bad situation in front of her and she is just determined to make the best of it. Like Failure is not an option for this girl. I do appreciate how hard she commits. You know, <laughs> like it, Chesney, it reminded me of that time that you married your shoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold up. Uh, what? what? <laughs> oh, yeah, Chesney married her shoes. Let me, let me update you. So when we were in college, Chesney and I went to this concert that was outside and it was on Halloween. So we had so we had to dress up, clearly. And Chesney's dress was like really long. And so she wore these huge high heels that did not look comfortable. And she was like, Carly, I'm marrying my shoes. I'm not taking these shoes off tonight. And she didn't. (laughs) And it was just so agonizing watching her because I could tell how much pain you were in, but I knew you weren't taking the shoes off. Oh, yeah. I was not going to be barefoot on fucking pavement outside. Do you see what I mean? (laughs) So, absolutely not <laughs> see like we were young and we could do things like that back then but now i don't i don't know if it would be the same yeah now no, that would put no, me no, in the hospital time. but like chesney you had a cowbell moment she I did, did. <laughs> i did Ch- you had an actual for real real life cowbell moment i love it yes i love this yes, for I did. you um yeah <laughs> and let me brilliant. tell you <laughs> Just like this episode, made a great story, horrible to experience in real life. Ah, yes. (laughs) I'm sorry I had to remind you of that. (laughs) Oh, no, it's fine. This is why you invited me, right? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) this is why you want me here. Okay, that's all I got. Last time it was you two tagging up on me, so I'm I'm fine with this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, sorry, Chesney, I live sorry. with this. I, I live with this every day, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I like so much happens in this episode. I'm not even going to be able to like recap all of it. Um, but like everyone is shocked by this. And like at first there's this bell sound and it's like a clear bell. But then Nanami moves and the sound of the bell hanging around her neck is just this like tinny like bent bell like it is not a clear tone at all (laughs) and it is just dead silence because everyone knows what she's wearing it's a cow bell (laughs) like for cows (laughs) (laughs) i will say the the yodeling sound effect was like icing on the cake yeah and like it cuts to like this cow silhouette um and 
like the silence is broken by just like a glass being dropped in the background and shattering. (laughs) (laughs) So she's not just content with wearing this at the party. She proceeds to wear it at school for every single school activity. Before we leave the party, I have one more thing. Sure. So we close on this moment of Nanami proudly standing with this bell on. And like we have her inner monologue where she says, the best things in life suit me so well. Me and me alone. And then she laughs, laughs again. <laughs> right? Live your life, girl. Like You go, Nanami. We, we can't ignore the Emperor's New Clothes aspect of this. Right? Oh, like, yeah. Like, that is the story that is being retold here is, you know, like, the the emperor who, like, no one can stand up to. Because, like, her friends are all fawning over her. Um, Keiko, Aiko, and Yuko are praising her for it. And, yeah, like, this is an emperor's new clothes situation. She has no incentive to recognize that this is a cowbell, not, like, proper jewelry. (laughs) Because everyone (laughs) is praising her for it. Also, to be fair, I feel like most rich people, like Nanami's family very clearly is, are so disconnected from reality that if they got something like this from a designer, they would absolutely wear it because no matter what, it's going to get people talking about you. Oh, yeah. No, this is like a perfect red carpet statement piece. Yeah. Yeah. So even like there's no self-awareness because there doesn't need to be when you're that level of like status. (laughs) So Nanami isn't content with just wearing this at the party. She wears it to school the next day and wears it for every single school activity, which by the way, includes her like basically plowing a field for some reason. What was she doing there? She was like um, pulling something heavy behind her. She's yeah, no, that clearly. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like she's running with like a lawn roller because like she's training for track. Do people who train for track do that? When I feel like, like that's at the it's an exaggeration. Well, when you're at the like extreme end of training, yeah, you pull some crazy shit behind you when you're trying to train up your hamstrings and, and quads. Okay. Oh, I never reached that level. Ooh. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, yeah. And she's like high jumping with this thing on and like playing basketball and doing all kinds of... Uh, tennis. She's tennis. an art model. Uh, she's in class. She's oh, eating yes. lunch. Um, <laughs> yes. Like... Mickey and Utena are having a conversation about this. And at one point, Mickey says, like, the most prophetic piece about this. Um, do you think she'd be willing to understand at this point? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it's that, that word willing that stands out to me. Like, that's the word that's doing a lot of work in that sentence. Because I don't think she's willing to do anything <laughs> for anyone except herself. Correct. So, of course, she's not going to understand. Like, like this is some QAnon shit. Like, she is so far down the <laughs> rabbit hole of believing her own bullshit that, like, yeah, no one's getting through to her at this point. 
yeah what was it i think it's a hall and oats lyric but that i reference all the time where i just go she's gone she's gone she's gone oh my god <laughs> And then comes the dream, right? She has this weird dream about actually being a cow. Oh, Does that's, something else that's, happen uh, yeah, that's next. Um, yeah. First, uh, first Tsuabuki and then Utena both try and in their own way confront Nanami about this. And Nanami's response to Tsuabuki is... Um, are you suggesting that a cowbell worthy of British royalty is weird? <laughs> yes! <laughs> I don't care if you're the Queen of England. It's weird! <laughs> and and Utena says that. She's like, it does not matter. It's weird. Um, and this is where it gets, like, real nasty. Yeah, because then... Uh... It's just Utena stepping in and going, oh yeah, it's weird. The triplets try to restrain her and she breaks free of them. And then Nanami is like, well, yeah, your uniform's weird. Why do you wear a boy's uniform? And she's like, well, hold up. This isn't the same. Don't compare me to you. (laughs) Yeah, this isn't about me. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. get the magnifying glass off of me. This is not about me right now. Which I gotta be honest, like... As much as I am personally all for, uh, like, freedom of gender expression, yeah, it's kind of a glasshouse moment. But at the same time, we all know that Utena is doing it to express, like, a deep identity piece of hers. This is not that for Nanami. Nanami is just doing it for attention, and she's getting it. yeah but like she calls her a boy girl twice yeah unnecessary yeah over the line like take her up to the dueling arena and and settle this proper yeah you know i'm surprised spoiler alert that we didn't have a duel this episode we kind of did at the end but like a full-on duel because i truly expected it to get to that level (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like well, with the Nanami episodes, we always have like a pseudo duel because, like, with the previous one, um, the the so called duel was between Toga and the kangaroo. Oh, that's, that's right. right! I forgot about that. And this time, <laughs> and this time, we still have it with an animal, kind of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I really like. I really like Utena in this moment where like despite everything between her and Nanami she's not teasing Nanami. She's not attacking Nanami. She's actually trying to help her. She is doing it in like the most Capricorn way possible but she, <laughs> but she is trying to help Nanami by telling her the truth. Which is something that her Nanami's like so-called friends actually aren't doing. The Keiko, Aiko, and Yuko and the three boys are not telling her the truth. They are shielding her from it. They are lying to her 
because they don't want to confront her because they're afraid of confronting her. Yeah. But Utena is actually doing the compassionate act of telling her she looks ridiculous because she looks ridiculous. Although, honestly, she doesn't. This is something that like we're supposed to just go with in universe. But I think she works it. Like she actually does make it work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she does. I'm sorry. Like she actually does make it work and everyone else is wrong. But in universe, <laughs> <laughs> we're supposed to believe that she looks ridiculous and yeah. <laughs> then Nanami has this dream that we don't realize is a dream at that moment where she is in a barn and she's visited by Toga and there's a really creepy song in the background about a calf being taken to market for slaughter. Oh, it's a classic. Like, it's an old Yiddish song. Um, Dona Dona. I don't know. Something about it is, like, ominous to me. <laughs> I mean, beyond the subject matter, it's just ominous. Oh, I mean, like, it's super on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's by uh, Shalom Secunda and Aaron Zeitlin. And it's from 1941. Oh, my gosh. It's a real song. It's I a real no song. Idea. Yeah, no, oh it's gosh. a real song. Um, but, like, this is the equivalent of, like doing the dance or doing like dance moves and choreography that match the lyrics of the song like it's right on the nose <laughs> about this dream that she's having oh yeah yeah so um if i'm remembering correctly toga comes in and tells her he starts like bailing hay into the bar and telling her she needs to eat this and then yeah. i was like i can't eat hay and he's well, just attitude. like go with it not with that attitude right oh and then oh the the shadow on the back of the barn wall we can't forget that so while nanami is human to us her shadow is clearly bovine like she is a cow yeah, like it's like revealing her, you know, true identity in the shadow, the way that like other movies do that. Uh, like it's one of those like cinema language pieces for like revealing the truth in the reflection, right? And mm -hmm. whenever she's talking, her mouth isn't moving. The cow's is. Like the shadow is moving, not her. And we also get that like memory thing of like having the blacked out faces like we mm. never see toga's face it's always just the the pitch black but we know it's him because of the great hair <laughs> <laughs> i'm still not over it have you ever seen perfect hair forever no should i probably not but <laughs> <laughs> but it aired on adult swim uh years and years ago or was it Adult Swim or Toonami? One of those. It aired on one of those like years and years ago. Um, and yeah, no, that's a digression that we don't need. It's just okay, whenever you I'm talk gonna about look it up his, later. Whenever you talk about Toga's hair, like I think of that show. Um, but like the end of this dream sequence is Toga eating a steak. Oh yeah. Yeah. He goes, Oh, it's your last meal, sends her off in a cage. And then he eats a steak at the very end. Right. Because the song is about sending a calf to market. Itadakimasu! <laughs> <laughs> she wakes up in a huff. Like, obviously this was like a bad dream for her. 
But then she continues the next day and acts even more like a cow. There's no level of self-awareness here at all. (laughs) I think a glorious lack of self-awareness is Nanami's defining quality. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I just can't imagine... Me being like, huh, that was a weird dream. And then proceeding to continue to act like a cow <laughs> through the day. It's just bizarre. I mean, it's Nanami, right? Like, she feels honored to have been consumed by her brother in a dream. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about it that way, but uh, you are you might be onto something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. This is just Nanami's oh, bizarre adventure. I regret saying that because, yeah, nope, I regret saying that. <laughs> <laughs> this got really Freudian really fast. It's Utena. Of course it's Freudian. Yeah. <laughs> we have three different problematic sibling relationships in this show. <laughs> of course it's Freudian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So wait, have you all discussed what Nanami's big three are? Has that occurred? No. Like, like what's her sun, moon, and rising? Oh my god, okay. Um, I will have to look it up. Uh, oh wait, we can look it up? Her sun, moon, and rising are moo, bitch, moo. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, wow, you were really ready with that, weren't you? <laughs> but no. Okay, so her official birthday as given on the wiki is August 8th, 1984. Which okay, puts Leo. Her- so she's a Leo. Yeah, no surprises. She's, yep. She's a 13-year-old Leo as of the time of the show. All right. <laughs> so which of... Okay, this is me pitching the question to you and the audience. Which of these signs acts wants to be baby the most <laughs> because whatever that is that's her rising <laughs> which one wants to be baby the most i feel like that's libra oh you know what like they desperately want to be baby the most they just can't say it <laughs> and then her emotions she i feel like an aries moon would be pretty pretty close because she gets mad and then it burns off kind of fast no my girl's a pisces (laughs) she's a pisces moon (laughs) oh oh she's gotta be i can see it no i can see it like the the delusions about toga and just like making up this entire alternate universe in her head i can see it wow way to drag like every pisces ever carly (laughs) Well, and then also wanting to be baby. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. I think I think Aries rising. Okay. I can see that. Really? Oh, she commands a room. And if she doesn't get the attention she wants, she will force you to pay attention to her. Oh, yeah. And, okay. And not, and not in the, like, you can't resist it way of a Leo. It's she's going to force you to pay attention to her by any means. <laughs> <laughs> so we've landed on Aries rising, Leo sun, Pisces moon. Is yeah, that what we're going with. That sounds about right. All right, all right. 
listener, write in, like, tell us what you think of this. We like, need to know. Inquiring yeah. minds want to know. Yeah, like, <laughs> let us know what you think uh, Nanami's, like, big three zodiac signs are. <laughs> I mean, we, we know that, we know from the show that she is a Leo, but, like, what are her moon and her rising? And if you don't know what those are, just go ahead and, like, say something. Just list a couple and we'll joke about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you could straight up be like, she's an asparagus rising. <laughs> I dare you, someone, please. Parsley. <laughs> oh, no, that that's that's what other guys are to her, is parsley. Parsley? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, you guys. Okay. <laughs> so, basically, she descends more and more into cow madness, uh, until right, like finally, every time, she, every time she has like an O sound in her words, it's dragged out like she's mooing like a cow. Yes. Until finally, Suwabuki comes to get her for class and she's like, no, just leave me here. I'm just going to like take a nap. I'm too tired. She, she goes, sub in for me. <laughs> and, he, and he's like, I'm in elementary school. I can't. <laughs> and, and also you're going to turn into a cow if you fall asleep here. Yeah. And then Nami's literally like, fuck off. <laughs> and people are talking about her. And one of them says, I've never seen her stand in line behind people before. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is where we get that line that she seems calm and content for once. I don't know. Nanami seems like she's living her best life as a cow. Yeah. She gets to eat. She gets to take naps. And and that's it. Like, she gets to wear a coordinated outfit. Like, she's wearing a, a cow print outfit for her track game, uh, for her track meet. Which was um, also iconic. Yes. Fight me. Right. Like, <laughs> she's making that work for her, even. Yeah. She gets a little headband that looks like little cow horns. So cute. It's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's trying to, t like, in universe, everyone's reacting like it's weird. It's adorable. I don't know. She just knows how to commit to, to her look. That's all. <laughs> this was this was 22 minutes of Nanami method acting. That's all. <laughs> she went too deep. She can't remember who she is anymore. No. All she knows is eat grass, sleep. <laughs> um... So then we cut to this moment of uh, Choo Choo being wrapped in yarn. Like he's unraveling the, the ball of yarn and getting himself tangled up in it uh, because Anthea is knitting when Suabuki is pounding down the dorm door to get into uh, Utena and Anthea's room. And he's like, you got to help me. Nanami is in serious trouble. <laughs> like it's this is real. It's go time. I need your help. Uh, which, like, kudos to Tsubuki for, for asking for help when you need it. Yeah. Uh, and we get a shot of... <laughs> I wrote down where cow. <laughs> where cow? <laughs> <laughs> like, Nanami is... She looks a little bit like she's turning into a cow at the full moon. So there's our full moon symbolism again. 
um the, like the peak of her delusion the peak of her emotionality uh she there's a full moon in the background and uh nanami is just like out there turning into a cow <laughs> and then after this we have the shadow girls right mm-hmm. yes yep mm-hmm. yep and basically the story with the shadow girls is a mouse talking to his fellow mice about a cat in the area and like telling them, Oh, I put a bell around his neck so we'd hear him coming. And then he goes and talks to the cat and is like, uh, Hey, I told them what you wanted me to say. So you're not going to eat me. Right. And the cat just like immediately eats him anyway and has betrayed his fellow mouse brethren. (laughs) And Utana says, uh, you reap what you sow. Which is almost a pun, but wasn't. No, but like it is like a, a common saying of, you know, what goes around I know. comes I just around. wanted it to be a pun. <laughs> <laughs> I just In wanted other- it so badly to be a pun. <laughs> In other words, karma is a bitch. Yeah. So I guess that leaves the question for me. What did Nanami reap? Or what did Nanami sow that she is now reaping this? She committed too hard to the cow method acting. (laughs) Yeah, but it's working for her, though. This is one of those moments where it actually takes me out of the narrative a little bit that they did so well with her art on this. (laughs) Because, like, again, she's working it. (laughs) (laughs) And, And the show is expecting us to believe, like, this is weird and wrong and she looks like a goofball. I don't know. I don't think she looks like a goofball. But yeah, like, the, I, for me, I think it's more the relationship that she has set up with her friends where they cannot be genuine with her. Like, they are so afraid of her that they cannot stand up to her the way Utana can um, and, and tell her the truth. Like, take that thing off. You look like a damn fool. Well, and also her committing so hard to this life of like brands, which uh, comes up in a point at the last bit of the episode, but her committing so much to this idea of like living by brand luxury and things like that, that she's so bought into this idea of like, oh my God, I can't believe I got this thing from a designer for the British royal family that it's become her entire personality. Okay. Oh, I have a very different take on this. Oh? Yeah. Please. Okay. This is really interesting to listen to you too. So I, I am fully committing to the idea that this is Nanami's best life and nobody else is letting her have it. And so Nanami has created this persona around her that is like so dramatic that people just can't live without her dramatic persona, even though they recognize She's happier doing whatever she's doing. She's a lot calmer. Her life seems to be less chaotic. And so they tried to save her from that? I don't know. I wouldn't <laughs> want to be rescued. <laughs> yeah, like, I can see it. Like, you you know, you have that friend who decides, like, they're cleaning their act up. They're not yeah. going to the, not gonna be about the drama anymore. And then everyone conspires to like drag them back into the drama because it's not the same without them. 
Yes, that is what happened here. I can see that. I buy that. How about you, Chesney? Like, kind of quiet on that point. (laughs) Oh, no. I was just like, I just agreed. That was it. So now we come to, like, the climax of all of this. Um, It's the shot outside. Nanami is out there eating grass. And Utena comes to confront her yet again. This time, the three boys are also cows. <laughs> or like they're in, yeah. cow, they're in cow suits pretending to be cows along with her. They discover that the cowbell isn't Sebastian Dior, it's Kaustian Dior. Which I, I feel like like the, the wordplay here would work better if instead of coming up with like a fake name of Sebastian Dior. Because, like, they're clearly riffing on Christian Dior. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the Kaustian Dior works way better if you keep the Christian Dior. Christian Dior, Kaustian Dior. Like, it, it does that thing that knockoff brands do where they make a, a, a name that's similar enough to the actual brand name and a logo that is similar enough to the actual logo that from a distance one can pass as the other but like the moment you examine it you can tell like yeah no this is a fake purse <laughs> you know like yeah this, this is fake jewelry um or in this case yeah no this is a cowbell for actual cows <laughs> <laughs> do you think they maybe had like a copyright thing to be aware of there like you can't use christian dior's name in a show without permission or something I don't know what the legality of that is in Japan. I don't either. Um, I know that like in the US, technically it's not illegal. Like you can actually just do that as long as you're not being intentionally like defamatory and stuff like that. Right. Um, like at the time that we're recording this, the um, Sex in the City reboot um, has just come out. And like there's this huge scandal involving Peloton. Because one of the characters on the show dies on a Peloton. (laughs) (laughs) What? And like like they had, um, they had an agreement with Peloton to use their name and to use one like in the show itself as a Peloton and all of that. And then they turned around and used it to kill a character, (laughs) which is not part of the agreement. So yeah, there's going to be like action there. Um, But like, Legally, it's not really not it's not really a problem to mention brands, um, as long as you're not like dragging them. Um, I don't know what the legality of all that stuff is in Japan. Um, I don't really know why it was like I don't think it's translated. Like I, th- I think the show, the audio for the show, also in- is Sebastian Dior, but like the yeah. pun is clearly Christian Dior, Kaustian Dior. Yeah. So like it comes out like this is a um this is a knockoff and Utina says, "Look, what's done is done. Take it off before you become a cow." And this is the point of no return. <laughs> because Anthe comes running up with a gift for Utina that just happens to be a red sweater. It's, that she's been working on this whole episode. I yes. was watching her knit in the background. 
yes, like this has just been like a quietly brewing. Uh, this has just been like a quietly brewing background piece. Whenever we see Anthe, like when she was up at night, um, and then when Suabuki comes, she's been knitting a sweater. And here she is with the red sweater to give to Utena at exactly the moment it is going to provoke Nanami into turning into a cow and attacking. This is the actual wear cow moment. (laughs) (laughs) And Utena turns into a Torador. Matador. Matador. Thank you. Matador. Yep. Yeah. Uh, like just before she transforms into the cow, though, like Nanami actually has this brief moment of near self awareness. Like she's reflecting on the situation, and she's mad. She's like, "Am I hallucinating? Is this like all in my head? Is this real?" Um, and then she's like, "I was so close to being the idol of the school." And that's what, like, tips her over the edge. Like, she really believes that she was just this close to being what everyone would admire. Yes, laying in a field, eating grass, not doing homework. (laughs) I rest my case. (laughs) And so, Carly, are you sure you don't have, like, more earth sign in in your chart? Like, I... (laughs) I am a little earth heavy. I am. This is her Usagi showing. (laughs) (laughs) So Nanami turns into a cow and charges. And yeah, like Utena becomes a matador. And we, and instead of a duel, we get bullfighting. Yep. (laughs) With a pitchfork. That we don't need the power of Dios. Uh, (laughs) Utena just needs the the power of pitchfork. And Doja Cat. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And but we do get like the classic duel ending slash of the two of them passing one another and Utena cuts the bell off (laughs) and just like cutting the rose off. um, Everything goes back to normal. The spell is broken. Uh, The Nami wakes up as herself again. Well, there was something else important that happened at the very end, which is that we find out why the bell got delivered to her in the first place. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. And it's because Anthe, surprise, surprise, has a pet cow somewhere that we never seen before that she wanted a bell for. And she also ordered something else for the cow. And there was oh. some switcheroo and the address got changed. Well, because both the cow because the cow is named Nanami. <laughs> oh which right. Is, which is its own dig at Nanami. <laughs> Which, you know, knowing what we know about Anthe so far in this show, like, that shit was intentional. She did that on purpose. Okay, so, Carly, you know all of this because you've seen the show before, but Chesney. Yeah. I feel like this is a tinfoil hat time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. What really happened in this episode, according to you? Uh, like explain these coincidences to me you mean the coincidence of the name stuff or like like the name the the name the uh the sweater the cowbell itself 
all of it. What's the common thread? I mean, this all started because Anthea was up late watching a QVC <laughs> type show. Uh, I mean, the common thread is Anthea and her magic, you know, realism bullshit. No pun intended. Um, it, <laughs> it just is. I mean, I kind of feel like, I don't know if it, maybe Anthea needed a break from everything. And so she just kind of set this turn of events going for her own entertainment or what have you. But, uh, I mean, I, I do just be feeling like Anthe pulls more of the strings than she lets on. (laughs) In this case, a red piece of yarn, the red, the red thread of fate in this show is a piece of yarn. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Which is, of course, why Choo Choo was all tied up in it. Um, <laughs> we did have like one other like brilliant moment with yes. the student, with the student council, where jury casting an exquisitely carved stone from her beautiful glass mansion <laughs> <laughs> says it's a pathetic sight. To see the final days of one possessed by brand names. And she reaches up to brush her fingers through her hair. And her fingers are covered in rings. And she is wearing (laughs) earrings and a necklace. She is blinged out. (laughs) She is blinged out and throwing an actual Christian Dior diamond. From her glass house at Nanami. (laughs) (laughs) That's when we find out that, like, Anthe had also ordered a a nose ring for the cow. And we get where do you think that showed up? (laughs) Oh, like, Nanami's wearing it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, Like, the end of the episode, we don't actually get to see it. Like, she walks toward the other student council members. But her face is still cast in shadow from like the elevator up to the student council uh, platform. And it cuts back to Jury and Mickey's faces and it all just plays on their face. It's a brilliant shot as the two of them are in complete shock at what they're seeing, which is clearly Nanami wearing the nose ring, which if you want to know what that looks like, we just saw it a scene and a half ago. Because the cow form of Nanami is wearing the nose ring. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the cowbell episode. We did it. Well, primarily you did it. We've done it before. (laughs) (laughs) Valid. Yeah, like, uh, holy shit, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, again, I don't know what to think of this one, (laughs) y'all. It was certainly something. So, uh, to go on the whole, like, Utana and Nanami are parallels thing, I I think that this is also a commentary on Utana and where she's at, especially with Anthe. Like, if we're taking the, like, reap what you sow and, like, the relationships that you foster with people um, determine, like, your fate, we don't see that come to fruition yet. 
it will be different in Utena's case as far as like Utena and Anthe goes. But like, this is like the dark reflection of Utena's situation. Like Utena is trying to foster better, genuine, healthy relationships with the people in her life. Nanami isn't. And so like, this is the, the cautionary tale that mirrors what Utena is doing in her narrative. And so you have the way that Utena is trying to befriend uh, Mickey, especially Jury a little bit even, um, but especially Mickey and also like her friendship with Wakaba, but especially the way that she relates to Anthe. And like we, we had like that brief flash at the end of the first arc where Utena is um, objectifying Anthe the same way that the boys do especially the way that Sionji did. Like we talked about that in the episode where she loses Anthe and the way in which she's begging to, she's begging to not have lost. Like she's begging to not have the consequences of losing and the yeah. way she objectifies Anthe by like commanding her to say that like, she doesn't want to be the Rose Bride anymore after she's already lost her is the same way that like, Sionji was commanding her to still be with him and it has no effect because when you take that tone with her if you're not the one who has won the duel she doesn't respond to you that way but it's that moment of seeing seeing Utena when when the chips are down behaved the same way that the guys did and at the same time on this like parallel track, we have Utena trying to foster a better, more genuine relationship with Anthe, even though this other piece is lurking beneath. And I'm wondering if that's ever going to come back. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. It will. Spoiler. It yeah, will. I was about to say, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, what do you think happens next episode? Oh, man. How does that saying go? The chickens come home to roost? If we're going with the barn animals? That's very theme. southern of you. You, you, did not, you did not just call my girl Shiori a chicken. <laughs> if the... <laughs> Listen, if the coop fits... <laughs> No, but um yeah. Uh long lost and um ill fated Shiori finally comes home to uh Otori Academy. So we have enough Black Rose episodes like behind us now to know like how the Black Rose operates. What do you think goes down? Well, given the little bit of the relationship that we've seen between what was revealed of the relationship between Jury, Shiori, and what is the guy's name that I can never remember? Ruka? Ruka. Yeah, I mean, like, you have not actually been introduced to Ruka properly yet, so it's not a surprise that you don't remember his name. Uh, <laughs> in the, the first episode he appears, then he doesn't have protagonist hair yet. Ah, yes. Um, <laughs> That's right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but from what we've s 
scene, Shiori was very um, possessive of the people around her um, and kind of wanting to monopolize their feelings and make it about her. Uh, I remember there was something about like, it's kind of a same feeling of like, if I can't have them, no one can kind of thing. Um, so I imagine it's, uh, her and jury's feelings for one another kind of, uh, starting to come to the surface again (laughs) and being in close contact with one another. Okay. So Carly, any like closing thoughts for us? Um, well, I'm just remembering that I actually don't remember what happens next either. Like, I remember the arc with Shiori, but I don't, like, remember the order that anything happened. So that's interesting to me. Um, Sounds like you're due for a rewatch. I think I might be due for a rewatch. Yes. I do. I have an unrelated closing thought, but it's not... Okay. Okay. So, so, um, I recently started watching Evangelion and I'm, yeah, I'm realizing that. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) It's so good. Um, yeah, I'm realizing, hang on a second. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I got so excited. I ripped the headphone jack out of my headphones. (laughs) Um, anyway, I'm realizing that, um, it's not a 90s anime without an upside down building. Oh, sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I'm watching Evangelion and they have an upside down building. And I'm like, wow, that uh, that looks an awful lot like the uh, castle in Utena and the uh, Crystal City in Sailor Moon. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, OK, I'm starting to see some connections here. So- oh, my God. The story turns their world upside down. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is that is some A plus master of fine arts in English literature analysis there, Chesney. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Wait, so are you two going to watch Sarah's on My together? Has that been discussed? Is that the penguin no. one? What is that? No, no um, that's Mawaru Penguin Drum, which is brilliant, okay. and I cannot find it anywhere. Listener, if you know of a reliable link to where I can get my hands on uh, Mawaru Penguin Drum, Carly and I have been trying to watch this show together for literally years. And Please not help us. It. Yeah, um, I, I watched it back when it first aired. And I feel like it's a fever dream that I can tell people about, but no one believes me that it's real. It's, <laughs> it's Ikuhara, it is Ikuhara's return to animation, and it is brilliant. Um, it deals with the um, the uh, the nerve gas terrorism attack in the the Tokyo subway back in the nineties. Um, and like the in processing the trauma of that through um, aliens, I like it's, like you do. It's Ikuhara. It's an Ikuhara joint. So yeah, no, we've been trying to like find a way to watch this together for years. Um, Sara Zanmai is another Ikuhara one, which is about like fostering genuine connection between people, but like. 
it is the most lovingly animated anal extraction I have ever seen. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, because okay, so so these three boys are turned into kappa demons, and they they take your um, your strongest desire, which in folklore is in a gem in your butt. <laughs> Like it's an actual piece of folklore, um, and these demons remove it from your butt. Um, <laughs> we cannot make this shit up. Yeah, no, it, it's so much better than it sounds. But like, you also need to be prepared for it to be exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> and it has absolutely great music. I highly recommend following Utena up with with maybe a small palate cleanser, but definitely this. That that is not a palate cleanser. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said maybe a palate cleanser in between. So, because there, like there also is uh, Yurikuma Arashi. Uh, there is another podcast out there that is fantastic. Um, it's like me and Ikuhara at this point. They, they've they done um, all of Ikuhara's shows like in order. Oh my God. Uh, I, think, I think they're doing um, Yurikuma right now. So I'm assuming they're going to do uh Sarah's on my next but yeah so like if if that is your jam and you want to hear a podcast about that they're doing that over there um I don't know we've been talking about a different show and I don't know if we're ready to like share that just yet about which show we're going to do next what do you think no because what do you think no because we still need to decide (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about this is intel even I don't know um, let's just say that uh, Roundabout by Yes features very heavily. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> that means nothing to me. It wouldn't. It would mean absolutely nothing to you. <laughs> but, it right. would mean, but it means everything to the listener who got that reference. All yes. right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so anyway, that is a long way to go um, to say yes, like I love everything Ikuhara has ever done. Um, he is exactly my brand of crazy, and I love it. Um, uh, he is exactly my brand of weird. I love everything he's ever made. But where can folks find us out there on the internet? So if you would like to send in your comments and questions and, please you know, do. Fellow, please write fellow, in. Yeah, fellow tinfoil hat conspiracies. And uh, even if you're just excited about, you know, what we just talked about, about a, the potential next podcast idea, uh, you can write in to us at our Gmail account, which is absolute destiny, a podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and then you can also tweet at us on Twitter at Zetai Unme pod. And we're both individually on Twitter. I'm at Life in Neon. And I'm at CarCutie, which is K-A-R-Q-U-E-U-E-T-I-E. Uh, and that's pretty much on every social media platform for uh, both of us. And Carly, do you have anything you want to plug? <laughs> I have no Twitter. I am not on social media. <laughs> I am actually a grandma. <laughs> This is where Carly plugs her (laughs) psychological services. Yeah. (laughs) Please don't try to find me, especially if you're my client, please. (laughs) Wow. We, we really, we really picked the, uh, the right guest to book here uh, for that cross promotion. (laughs) Didn't we? (laughs) 
<laughs> if you've been disturbed by what you've heard today, please contact me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, I have nothing. I have nothing to plug. I, I really enjoy being uh, off off the social media grid for the most part. I'm just glad you got to stick around for the whole episode this time. It was me too. So yeah. much more fun with you here. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. This was good. <laughs>